Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock, and uh, we are going to uh, get a review of President Biden from an expert on brains. Uh, I'm just telling you, this guy is uh, world-renowned, um, and uh, he reviewed uh, Biden's performances and uh, I think you're going to find it fascinating. We'll do that in a few minutes. If you're a candidate running for office, I've decided to extend this uh, one more day. Uh, we did it on Friday. If you haven't called in and you're running for office, we'll give you a couple of minutes to tell us why you're running, what you hope to accomplish. I don't care what political party. There is no commentary. It's just your last opportunity to do some outreach. And uh, we'll certainly uh, employ that uh, this morning. Uh, Eric Schmidt is uh, somewhere in town, is he not, Brian? Yes, he is, from what I understand, and both uh, Brandon and Brian are at that event. Not sure where it is or um, too much about it, but... Well, if he's if he has a mind to call, we'd love to have him on the program. The door is open. Uh, in the meantime, some polling data that, well, reinforces what I've been predicting... Insider Advantage Senate polling, Georgia, Herschel Walker, 48, Raphael Warnock, 45. And uh, keep in mind, keep this in mind, that uh, undecideds generally break for the challenger and that they generally underrepresent Republicans in their polling. In the Senate in Pennsylvania, in that race, Mehmet Oz, 48, John Fetterman, 46. And, you know... Uh, see, you don't want to do this. We're going to talk a little bit about early voting as well, because uh, if, you know, if I were in Pennsylvania and I voted a couple of weeks ago and then uh, Oprah Winfrey came out, I might have regretted my <laughs> my vote. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, Arizona, they have a dead heat masters in Kelly uh, at 48, 48. Again. Bear in mind those two factors about uh, Senate races, or about uh, political races. Uh, and in Nevada, Adam Laxalt, 50%. Catherine Cortez Mastro, 44 The wave? No. It, I'm going to go a little bit further, Mr. Hansen. I'm going to suggest tsunami. Wow. Is coming. Yeah. That's I, quite uh, optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, the more I read of these polls... The more encouraged I am that I was on the right track right from the get-go. You know, a lot of these places are still doing, for whatever reason, the mail-in voting. Yeah. That that still concerns me. It's like, why are you mailing it? Why don't you just show up at the polls and vote? Yeah, well, that's one of the uh, a, a topics that I, I kind of want to cover today because we've got this push to mail in votes and uh, vote early and and I don't like it. I, I really don't. don't. And, I, and I've I talked about it. this. If, if, you, if you don't wait all kinds of things can happen between the time you cast your vote early. Uh, but another acquaintance of mine writes um, that uh, many states have early voting. Some people take advantage of it. Others wait until Tuesday. Why? Why do some people rush to vote early and others, and he calls it procrastinate, so you know which side politically he's on, procrastinate until it's almost too late? 
What thoughts go into that process? Who's voting this weekend? Uh, so he'd written that, obviously, a little earlier. So I am curious, if you voted early, what was your thought process? If you're waiting until tomorrow, why, you know, why are you waiting? 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Uh, I just, you know, I maybe it's because I'm older, and when I started voting... You had to go to the polling place on election day. You had to make the effort. It had to mean that much to you that you would go out of your way to vote. And I also, as I pointed out a few seconds ago, don't like that, you know, something might come up that would change my mind. And so I wait until election day. Um, Did you vote early? Or are you waiting for tomorrow? And why? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Between now and 930, we will play this um, uh, brain surgeon reviewing Joe Biden. I think you'll find it fascinating. Um, In the meantime, uh, you can go to GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message. It'll pop up here in studio. Let me go to the phones, uh, kick it off, because Brian is first in line. Brian, welcome. How are you this morning? Uh, Hey, I'm great, Gary. Um, I went ahead and voted early. I'm uh, working as an election official tomorrow. And, you know, if you work as an election official, you cannot leave. Uh, So the only alternative you have if you want to vote is to vote early. Okay, well, that makes sense. When when did you cast? I mean, has it been weeks, months? Uh, Two weeks ago or so up in... Two weeks ago or so up in Columbia. Okay. Uh, so but you're going to... I'm sorry, go ahead. Explain what you're going to do on uh, Election Day. So uh, people listening... Well, I'm a supervisor, uh, supervisor at the polling place. And so uh, you have two supervisors, one a Democrat, one a Republican. And uh, you make sure people come in and uh, they show their IDs and um, hopefully everything runs smoothly. And uh, you're just there basically to make sure that the... The election is done in a, in a in in accordance with all procedures of the county, and um, then you're responsible for returning the ballots to the election place uh, after the polls close uh, tomorrow evening. And let me ask you one more question: uh, Can you reassure voters in Boone County that uh, this election is being well supervised and that you trust what's going on? Yeah, because I've, I've worked like five out of the last six elections, most of them as a supervisor, and there are so many checks and balances in place. Um, the voting machines are not hooked up to the Internet. There's no way that you can connect into them remotely except for to insert a USB uh, device into the slot. Um, you know, the ballots are counted. There's a tally in the um, in the machine. Every vote is counted and, and um, confirmed, and, and so there's no, like, loose ballots running around, and then... After the last election I worked in April, the county actually goes back and hand counts three precincts at random, 100%, to make sure that that, the results tally up with uh, what was supposed to happen. So I I don't see how they could cheat in Boone County. I think it's darn near impossible. All right. So there's a guy on the inside telling you it's safe, Boone County. Uh, All right, Brian, thank you so much for your call. And, you know, you don't get paid for this, do you? Yes, um, not much, but yes, you do get paid. You do get paid. Uh, ballpark yeah. is is minimum wage two hundred and fifty dollars for thirteen, fourteen hours on Tuesday. Plus, we have to go in this afternoon and set up. Wow, that's 
<laughs> I'm glad I'm not you. Thank you for doing that. Brian, take Thank care. You. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. You've got time for one more. Let me get Marianne in here. Marianne, welcome. How are you? Good. Thank you. I was just listening, driving around and calling in to tell you once before I voted early, but it was when I was getting ready to do a mission trip and I knew I'd be away for Election Day. And that was back in 1978, I think. And then um, I'm working the polling place tomorrow. So I went ahead and voted early last week. All right. Where are you? Uh, what? Uh, Boone County or where? No, Randolph County. All right. Mobile. Do you feel comfortable that they're, uh, that Randolph County is being monitored and it's safe and there's no cheating? Yes. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Don't. <laughs> that, was, that was a very elaborate answer. All right. Marianne, thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, when we come back, a brain surgeon listens to Joe Biden and gives his opinion on Biden's mind. That's next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. And welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. Uh, let me just do a quick uh, read here. It's, uh, let's see. I wish to vote at the polls. I wait to vote at the polls because there are election officials abound. Less likely my vote gets lost in quotes, <laughs> in the mail. Okay, let me move on. Uh, Joe Biden, um, you'll recognize the voice of this uh, famous brain surgeon. His name is Dr. Ben Carson. And if anybody understands brain function, I would argue it's him. And he's listening to some Joe Biden commentary and then responding. That can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, excuse me. Boy, I tell you, that's so sad. Some of you may not know this, but before I got into the political arena, I spent a lot of time working on the human brain. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the mental status of uh, President Biden. Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? That's so typical of... Uh, of people in early stages of decline to become uh, aggressive and very defensive about who they are. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. Boy, I tell you, that's so sad. I, I actually feel sorry for him because it's clear that uh, he's not in contact with uh, what he wants to be able to say. Are there people in the Republican Party who think we're sucking the blood out of kids? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Calm down, it's okay. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. Well, that aggressiveness is something that you frequently see in people with dementia. Thank you. You know, what was particularly telling in that clip 
not being really aware of his surroundings, trying to shake hands with somebody who isn't there. You know, hallucinations are a, a very prominent part of Alzheimer's dementia. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. But you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Uh, there's a classic example of, of someone who doesn't have the ability to screen what he's saying. I mean, that's probably one of the most racist statements ever made in the history of politics. But uh, of just as much interest is the fact that the mainstream media lets them get away with it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> I just wanted you to meet uh, the life of my love, the love of my life, Finnegan Biden here. And there is an example of uh, lack of inhibitions. And again, that's something that you frequently see with uh, frontal lobe processes. Do things that normal people are not going to do, certainly in public. It's because he kissed her on the lips. And that's the President of the United States. Woo! Not a very happy picture. At least not for me. 874-9390, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, an interesting uh, story uh, was sent to me this morning about guns. I'll get to that probably uh, about 20 minutes from now. It's just a quick, uh, a quick hit. Um, this, there seems to be a lot of questions about Missouri's marijuana legalization uh, I will try to cover that. I am opposed to it as much as I want to see marijuana legalized. This is not the way to do it. Um, it's, it's deceptive. It's, it's unbelievably long. It's designed to confuse people. Um, and there are code words in there for you know, racial equity and things. Uh, also, the New York Times, this is, you know, the... The left-leaning gray lady has actually called out Joe Biden. Uh, and this is, I think, very telling. Um, what, they're, what they're doing is they're sending out a message uh, to prepare to dump Biden. And, and they're doing this by acknowledging what we've already determined and, and that we all know. Uh, the New York Times published a report uh, about Biden uh, and his exaggerations, uh, mostly about the economy. Uh, the the uh, reporter said this uh, last Friday, as elections approach, Biden spins his economic record. Uh, he's, you know, boasting about things that he has nothing, he's nothing to do with uh, and things that are just plain wrong. They uh, come out talk, uh, with, with his, his version of reality. Uh, they write, as President Biden and his administration have told, uh, told it in recent months, America has the fastest growing economy in the world. His student debt forgiveness program passed Congress by a vote or two, and Social Security benefits became more generous thanks to his leadership. They said none of that was accurate. This is the New York Times. 
they also wrote that the president, who has long been seen as embellishing the truth, has recently overstated his influence on the economy or omitted key facts. You know, coming from the Times, this is a, this is a like Morse code, uh, smoke signals. It's, it's we got to dump this guy uh, before the uh, the next presidential election. Uh, then they uh, start talking about his claim uh, that he's been, uh, you know, Social Security is, you know, Biden uh, has on his watch, he says, for the first time in 10 years, seniors are getting an increase in their Social Security checks. Unfortunately, the truth is that increase had nothing to do with Biden actively trying to get seniors more money. That was an automatic cost of living increase. Prompted by inflation. In fact, their their exact quote, uh, that increase was the result of an automatic cost of living increase prompted by the most rapid inflation in 40 years. Mr. Biden had not done anything to make retirees' checks bigger. It was just a byproduct of the soaring inflation that the president has vowed to combat. Now, they didn't come out and accuse him of creating the inflation, but they do seem to be making the case that he's done little to fight it. Um, so this, you know, he, he should look at this like the canary in the coal mine. It is common for presidents to spin economic numbers to improve their pitch to voters. The president's cheerleading has increasingly grown to include exaggerations, misstatements about the economy and his policy record. I mean, this is scathing. And to think that it comes from the New York Times, uh, this this is uh, not good for Biden. Um, Democrats are aware that this guy is half a bubble off plum. They realize that he doesn't have command of his faculties. And I've just, you know, his distortions... His disconnect from reality, um, that report that we just played uh, where he, he, he is uh, you know, diagnosed as early dementia. Should the Republicans, when they take over the House and Senate, should they have him declared? Should they remove him from office? Should they compel him to take a test? 874-9390-800-529-5572. You know, it may look like tit for tat, and I've been talking about this for a while, wondering what, you know, are they, you know, are the Republicans going to go after him for Hunter Biden and those deals overseas and everything else? Why bother? I think you could make the case and I would wait until just before the election, uh, in the final year, that he is mentally incapable of being the president of the United States. And I don't think very many people on either side of the aisle would disagree. We'll see what they do. Take your phone calls. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 
This is the Gary Nolan Show. 935, glad to have you with us. Um, you know, Brian, I was thinking about uh, Georgia and those uh, those laws that the, the Republicans passed that are making it so difficult uh, for uh, the black community and for Democrats to vote. And then I realized after doing some fact-checking that they're setting records. Uh, and, and oh, that's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. I thought it was going to be Jim Crow 2.0 or something. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. And now Stacey Abrams is uh, trying to make an argument that, <laughs> that this is still a problem. <laughs> and that's why she's losing. Oh, I wish they'd turn it off. Oh, yeah. But she has a little problem herself, and that is the polling... I mean, this isn't election uh, uh, malfeasance. The polling shows are getting slammed. Not just the, you know, if, if she loses by a, by a landslide, it's not because the Republicans made it a challenge for, uh, you know, for Democrats and, and minorities to come out and vote. It's because she's a lousy candidate. Uh, Stacey Abrams said she was confident that she would win her race against Governor Kemp, provided voters were able to overcome the quote-unquote difficulties implemented by state Republicans. Emily Jacobs writes this uh, in the Washington Examiner. She made the uh, comment while appearing on MSNBC on Saturday morning after being asked by the host for her thoughts on the state of the race, given that she's trailing Kemp by double digits in the polls. Uh, so she said... It was, she actually argued that the polls had, un, had inaccurately portrayed what was truly happening in the race, going on to claim that it was an issue of voter suppression if her supporters don't turn up at the polls on Tuesday. Oh, woe is me. It's not her. It's the polling data. It's the elections. It's the voters. It's anything but her. She just isn't a good candidate. Oh, what, a, what a shame that they're, you know, vilifying everything because they're losing. And then claiming, well, the Republicans, uh, they're, they're vilifying everything because they're losing. Well, then you're not any better, are you? 937, 938, going to the phones. Mike is on. The line. Here we go, Mike. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Uh, you were asking about uh, Joe Biden. Biden being, you know, should move him from office because of his dementia? I, I don't think so. I, his dementia is not something he has any control over. I want to see him removed from office and humiliated in the process over this deal with Hunter. I think the Hunter thing needs to be followed up on. And if they're going to take him out, I, I want him to be humiliated in the process, you know, for, which he richly deserves to be humiliated. Uh, and But the dementia is something he has no control over. I mean, he should never have been in office in the first place. But, but this Hunter thing is the most deplorable uh, thing that has happened to American politics in decades and and I think I just want him to be disgraced by it. So if while, the Republicans... While he's, still, while, 
So if the Republicans well, take him out of office and it's an impeachment uh, or they call up the articles and, and uh, it, it's a, a mental uh, case, you'd rather it be the Hunter Biden. Yeah, and, and, and I don't even care if they impeach him. If he just gets humiliated off the ticket, you know, for the next election, that's really okay with me, too, because I really don't want Kamala in there, you know. Uh, I think she'd be worse even than Joe is, but uh, but I don't. I, well, wouldn't I you rather? Wouldn't you rather see him run again? Well, yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's there's that, but but I really want him to suffer the, you know, the humiliation that he richly deserves for his part in all of this Hunter thing. I, I just I really just want that to come out and and rub Democrats noses in it. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and, and that's kind of my thoughts too. I, I hope they don't put Trump on the ticket, but there's still a part of me that would love. Yeah. I know exactly what there, you're just to rub their noses in the fact that, you know, he wasn't so bad after all, but, but I don't want to go through another four years of, of what we went through with a constant, you know, yeah. Attacks on him and 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 listening to him, you know. I mean, he he has nobody to blame for losing the election but himself. His mouth is his own worst worst enemy. But but if they put him on the ticket, I'm voting for him. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to vote against him. But yeah, I know I, I know exactly how you feel. I I absolutely do. Uh, you don't necessarily think he's the best candidate they could field, but boy, it would be neat if he could just come back and beat. The oh, Democrats yeah. and just oh, sort of would, rub it yeah, in their just, face. I would. I, I, when I woke up after he was elected, I, I went to bed. I don't stay up and watch election returns, but I woke up the next morning and my wife said, "Trump won." I just started to laugh. I, I just, I just laughed uncontrollably for probably five minutes, and and if it happened again, I. I might just laugh myself to death. <laughs> All mean. right. All right, Mike, I got to run, buddy. Thank okay, you for the call. Ya. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see, Mario. I know a guy. He's a good guy. But I have to tell you, I saw him for a few minutes the other day, and he gave me every reason you were talking about earlier uh, that morning uh, not to vote for Amendment 3 and why it was wrong. Uh, for Missouri, I just laughed and said, you've been listening to that Gary Nolan, haven't you? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see, Gary, whether they remove Biden or not, I won't. Uh, it won't change a thing. It's not him pushing the agenda. I'd argue they knew that he would be questioned uh, from the beginning, uh, so uh, he made a great scapegoat just in case they needed to blame him. And uh, more of their policies uh, for their economic implosion. Harley says Republicans are strategically better off with Biden staying in office and running again in 2024, especially if Trump is again the Republican nominee. Uh, otherwise, uh, we might end up with, say, Gavin Newsom, whose views are much more like uh, AOC and the squad, but much more charismatic and telegenic. Uh, and finally, uh, Jeff says, Gary, can go over the amendments that are on the ballot again. Should we vote yes or no? Uh, we do this. We've done this several times now. All right, listen, uh, we'll go in and grab some phone calls. Uh, we'll see if we can get around to talking about the ballot issues. 
by the way, the station you're listening to me on right now, I don't care if it's Springfield, Lake, Jeff, uh, Columbia, we're all doing election night coverage. And it's going to be great. I know the people on uh, in every major market that we're covering, and they are really, really good. Um, so just stay tuned to this station to get up to date. Uh, John, welcome. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm good, Gary. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I heard you ask the last caller a question, and uh, you said, do you want Biden back on the ticket again? And I, I'm assuming you mean because he's a, a horrible choice and it would give the Republicans a better chance of winning. Is that correct? Well, I'm just, you know, kind of sorting it out. It's uh, the Democrats uh, do this. In fact, they actually give money to the candidates they don't want to see win. Sure. Yeah, I think um, I don't want to see Joe on the ticket again. I think that'd be a horrible choice. I mean, he won't be on the ticket again because if he was, he'd have to debate and that's just not going to look good. Uh, but I don't want to see him on the ticket again because he's not a good candidate and and... I see this uh, thing Republicans and Democrats are doing. Let's go and vote in the primaries for a horrible candidate on the other side, or let's hope for a really bad candidate. I I hate that kind of thinking because yep. eventually we just get left with two really bad choices and we have to pick one of them. And it's not just the Democrats that do this. Both sides right. do it. Although, I will admit, I don't remember the Republicans giving millions of dollars to the guy they don't want to see win. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, and now they're, you know, they're literally, they have increased the odds of somebody winning a race that they say will destroy democracy. Kind of exactly. foolish. All right. Exactly. So uh, I don't want to see Trump on the ticket either, by the way. Uh, neither do I. I, I think okay. the Republicans are much better off with DeSantis. Uh, the Democrats don't have a very th a, a very bit deep bench. I don't know who they would put up. Uh, mm. All right, John, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You know, there's a good question for you, Brian. If the Democrats, if Biden doesn't run for re-election, who do you think that, they, and by the way, just in case you think we're being premature about this, the presidential election starts the day after tomorrow. That's literally when the next presidential election race begins, the day after tomorrow. If Joe Biden doesn't run, who do you think the Democrats would put up? I don't think it would be the vice president either. I don't think Harris would be the one to go. I'm, I'm not sure who they would pick, but I don't think it would be her. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of kick it. Or it could be the governor of California, Governor Hairdo. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. It is the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 9.51. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Tomorrow's like the Super Bowl for people who watch politics. And we're going uh, to be covering things and chatting with you uh, right through to uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, there are going to be a couple of messy election uh, uh, outcomes, I suspect, in Pennsylvania, possibly in Georgia. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how it all unfolds, but we still, I think, we'll know who's in control of the Senate. I think we'll have enough Republicans winning in the Senate that by 10 o'clock 
tomorrow night, the Chuck Schumer will be in tears somewhere. My feeling. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, you can get me at uh, GaryNolan.com. Anson has says uh, the Romney wing of the GOP is still running the show. This talk about Trump is ridiculous. Even if he makes it in, uh, he will be uh, he will bring in uh, the rhino uh, the rhino types back into the picture, uh, like he did the last time he was president. He had Mitch McConnell's wife working for him. Trump is a phony populist and just as dangerous as any other progressive Republican. Uh, he raised the debt and took our liberty. You know, I know that a lot of you are really big Trump fans, and I've already told you the good and the bad and the ugly of Trump. But he did more to take away your gun rights than any Democrat before him. You remember what he did with bump stocks. You got to admit, if Obama had done that, you'd be furious. Uh, let's see, Mark. I know, I know. Hillary Clinton. No, the Democrats aren't going to field Hillary Clinton. She has proven to be uh, a, a loser and a terrible candidate. And, 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 you know, while the Democrats are screaming about Oh, the bad, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the election deniers. She's the original election denier. She's the one that's, I mean, she argued that uh, Gore won. And she argued that she won. And in defense of her loss to Donald Trump, she created this whole Russia collusion nonsense. She's the original election denier. Uh, boy, you, that's going to be interesting to see what she does. By the way, speaking of, of Hillary, uh, she came out and uh, touted this study about uh, crime in red states. And I know you've heard this, um, but she was uh, talking about how if you live in a red state, Crime is, you're, you're much more likely to get in trouble. You're li more likely to get hurt. And, and, and the crime problem, she said, is the result of Republicans. But if you look at the data that uh, she was relying on to tell that falsehood, it turns out she's not exactly right. During an interview with CNN... She said that states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. That's just a fact. But when you look at it very closely, what you find is the high crime areas are the cities run by Democrats, not the rural areas controlled by Republicans. Uh, the author of this story um, says, uh, for example, take the city where, where he's from, Philadelphia, the city's been in the news over the past few years for its record number of homicides, carjackings, and other violent crimes. A sitting congresswoman, Mary Gay Scanlon, was carjacked at gunpoint on a Wednesday afternoon in Philadelphia. There's a reason why Scanlon was carjacked in Philadelphia and not in one of the suburban or rural areas she represents. It's because of the surge of violent crime that's happening in Democrat-controlled cities. 
Consider the data of the cities with the highest murder rates. In February, CBS News published a report about the cities with the highest homicide rate. Murder map, uh, deadliest U.S. cities are the top ten deadly, uh, deadliest cities in the country. All of them, all of them are cities with Democrat mayors. Moreover, of the 65 cities on the list with the highest murder rates, the overwhelming majority had Democrat mayors. And to quote Clinton, that's just a fact. Um, it, it, this is what happens in, you know, Democrat-controlled cities. It's, and I'm not making it up. I don't think anybody could argue it. It's just what happens. It's got to be something they're doing. Maybe they're giving away too much stuff. Not enforcing the law. Trying to defund the police, making it even worse. Just a guess. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Tony, welcome. Uh, Tony, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good morning. I am great. Um, you know, we've discussed this before. Um, you and I are both going to be kind of happy if the Republicans do win because that's going to mean gridlock. And I like gridlock. That means they're not doing nothing productive. Um, the voting. So... I'm with you on this fact that if they're making it far too easy for everyone to be part of voting, you know, I mean, they, I, I rephrase that wrong. They're making it far too easy to make it convenient for everyone to vote. At what point are we going to go to, you can just go ahead and do this on your, in your email at home, or you can do it on your phone. We're making it so convenient when it wasn't that inconvenient for as long as I've voted in my life to go up there on, on uh, Tuesday and vote, no matter what the election is. So why, I mean, would you be in favor of a national voting holiday where we shut down and actually vote for a day? I mean, the gas stations will still be open. Of course, Walmart will still be open, but... <laughs> I don't think the but, government I mean, has to shut anything down. Maybe the, maybe the government shuts down for a day, uh, but that, of course, would leave government unions for... Well, I guess they already can. Um, just, you know what, just move it to Saturday. Move right. it to Most now people... Well, that, that, and I also think that the problem with the stress level is that everyone expects to see the results that very night within hours. Okay, if take, for instance, the population we had in the United States in, let's just say, 1970, as opposed to the population we have now. The, the population has grown, so yeah, it's going to take longer to count these blue... Uh, Actually, you can't even do that because you've got computers and things like that to count votes. It should happen even more quickly. Tony, I'm up against the clock.